Welcome to Choice Classic Radio. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and help keep this show alive by donating at choiceclassicradio.com. For more of your favorite old-time radio shows, join us on our companion podcast, Choice Classic Radio Mystery, Suspense, Dramas, and Horrors, where we bring to you the most mysterious tales that the golden age of radio had to offer. And now... With over 200 episodes made, originally airing on NBC Radio Network from 1944 to 1950, we bring to you Boston Blackie. young lady. Please, lower your voice. Oh, I'm very, very sorry. Oh, my dear young lady, you don't have to overdo it. Well, I wasn't overdoing it. I was just speaking too softly for a moment to make up for speaking too loudly a moment before. Is there something I can do for you, or have you just come into the library to be annoying? Oh, I'm sorry. I really am, and there is something you can do for me. I understand you have a valuable first edition, and I would like to see it, if I may. You may see it, but whatever it is, you can't take it out. Uh, I can't. No, all the rare and valuable books must stay in the vault. I'll give you a pass. Name, please. Mary Wesley. Address? 1219 Dale Avenue. Avenue? Here, is your pass. Give it to the attendant when you get into the vault. Thank you. Now you tell me something. Where's the vault? Right there, that first door on the left. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Quick, somebody, quick. In the rare book vault, that the attendant in there is dying. What? What's the matter? I don't know. Where's the telephone? He he just dropped over. I'll call an ambulance and get a doctor. You and, and you two help him. Somebody do something. And now, meet Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friend. Please, please, can't you people be quiet? This is a public library. People are trying to read in here. Not anymore, they're not. And when I want quiet, I'll get it. Quiet! Quiet, everybody! See what I mean? Yes, Inspector Faraday. And now, if you lower your voice, everything if will If I be... lower my voice? Yes, Faraday, it's easy. Just lower it to match your IQ. Quiet, Blackie. What's your name, lady? Uh, uh, Jane Calvin. I'm the assistant librarian in charge of this vault. Uh-huh. What happened here? I don't know exactly. I was busy well, at I my... Think I can explain, Inspector Faraday. You can? Who are you? Oh, my name's Vivian Peterson. Uh, I was there in the vault when the attendant collapsed. Alone? Yes. Only the attendant and I were in there. And when he fell to the floor, I thought he was dead and ran out to call an ambulance. One of these other women must have called the police. Yes, I called the police. What did you do, Miss Wesley? Remove the body? There wasn't any body, Inspector Faraday. When I got in there, we found out that the man was alive and... When the ambulance got here, it took him to the hospital. Oh, I see. How do you happen to be here, Blanky? Mary called me when she thought there might be trouble here. How right she was. She must have known you'd come down on the call. That's enough. How do you, Blanky? Inspector, please. Yeah, Miss a... Calvin, I know, I know. This is a public library. And people are reading, Faraday. Don't you wish you'd learn to? Look, Blanky, you have no business being here. From what I can see so far, neither have I. 
Come on, Rollins. We're getting out of here. Yes. So soon, Faraday? Oh, don't do that. They have some picture books in the children's department. Why don't you... You go... be quiet, Blanky. I'll... Faraday, Faraday, lower your voice. This is a public library, and you must... People are reading. Uh, come on, Rollins. There's nothing wrong here. Yes, sir. A guy faints, and they call the police. An ambulance, and Miss Wesley here calls Boston Blackie. <laughs> it's a good case for you to work on, Blackie. There's no crime, no suspects, no angles, no mystery. And you've got just the kind of a mind... Oh, oh to... good heavens, how awful. What do you mean, how awful, Miss Calvin? What's awful? A first edition of Radway's Faust. One of the most valuable books in the vault is missing. What? How do you know? Th this paper. The checker here just gave it to me. Radway's Faust is missing. It's the only copy of its kind. It's worth thousands. It's been stolen. Uh, calm down, Miss Calvin. Tell me, was it here before the attendant had his attack? Yes, yes, it was. So there's no crime, huh, Faraday? Not much. You're right. This is just the case for me. Blackie, you stay out of this. You hear me? Stay out of this. Or... Shh, shh, Inspector, this is a public library, remember? Yeah, I know. People are reading books. Well, that's nothing. But apparently people are stealing books, too. to Johnstown? Yes, just keep driving straight about four miles. Hey, there's a car stop back there where you just stopped. Somebody following you? I wouldn't be surprised. Thank you. Better take it easy on that road, lady. It's got a pretty sharp end after about a hundred years. Oh, darn. Fine time for a blowout. Look who's here. Hello, Miss Peterson. Were you going somewhere? Yes, I was, Miss Wesley. And if you are, don't let me stop you. I knew you were following me, of course. Did you? You should be glad I was. Come on, I'll give you a lift back to the city. You can't very well ride back on that flat tire. I wasn't going back to the city. Well, maybe you weren't, but you are now. I thought it was your boyfriend, Boston Blackie, who was the tough member of your team, Miss Wesley. I don't know why you followed me, and I don't care. Well, you will. Look, Miss Peterson... Inspector Faraday told me that Angus, the library attendant, was fed knockout drops. You were the only one in that library vault when he keeled over. Now, I think there's a connection, especially since you suddenly decided to leave town. Better mind your own business, Miss Wesley. Better get in that car of yours and keep going. Nope, unless you meant that that would be better for you. I'll tell you something else I found out. That you work for Harold Benson, the rare book dealer. What about it? Worked for a rare book dealer? Very rare book missing from a library, and you were in the library at the time. Doesn't that strike you as being peculiar? Miss Wesley, I don't think you realize I was searched before I left the library after the book was reported missing. By the way, were you... Nope. Mary Wesley, friend of the notorious Boston Blackie, just happens to be in a library where a very valuable book is suddenly found missing, isn't searched when she leaves. Doesn't that strike you as peculiar? Get in this car, Miss Peterson. Get in here before I... What? Knock me out the way you did the library attendant? Well, no, but that isn't such a bad idea. Maybe I will at that. Then again, maybe you won't. See what I mean? Oh, pretty. Pearl-handled and quite effective, I imagine. This gun? Very. Well, at least it proves that I was right. Miss Peterson, you don't dare shoot me, and when I tell the police what I know... What is it you know, Miss Wesley? I know the whole story. That you worked for Harold Benson, that he paid you to get hold of that copy of Radway's Faust, that you took care of the library attendant with knockout drops, that you got the book out somehow, and that you delivered it to Harold Benson. 
So you think I was trying to get out of town because Benson paid me to steal that book? Of course I do. Well, it's right. It has to be. Does it? Well, Miss Wesley, for your information, I just left police headquarters. They told me Harold Benson was murdered in his store an hour ago. Oh. Phew. Oh, I'm just a matter late, Mary. This book vault is small, but it's got more good hiding places. I know. Blackie, you've been looking for hours. Why don't you give up? Why? Because we searched the late Mr. Benson's store. We searched Benson's home. We couldn't find that book. That means only one thing. Yeah, the book must still be here in the vault unless that Peterson girl took it. And Blackie, I still think that Vivian Peterson is guilty. I think not, Mary. She just got scared when Benson was killed and tried to get out of town. Well, this loose board in the wall here, this is our last hope. Hey, hey, you pulled that board all the way out. You know that? What's behind it? The end of our last hope, Mary, a blank wall. And that's what we're up against, too, a blank wall. That book just isn't here, that's all. Well, if it isn't here and you don't think Vivian Peterson has it, where is it? I don't know. It's obviously been taken out of here. But by whom and how? And where is it now? I wish you wouldn't ask questions like that. Maybe it's the questions that annoy you, Mary, but it's the answers that bother me. Yes? Mr. Joseph Caldwell? Yes. This is John Tobin, the book dealer, Mr. Caldwell. Oh, so? You are in the market for a certain book. A certain book? Uh, yes. Very valuable book? Yes. The first and the only edition of Radway's Faust. Oh, but most definitely, Mr. Tobin. I have it for you, Mr. Caldwell. You do? But how? I have long been under the impression that the only one in existence is in the vault uh, of the city library. Was... I have the book. Now, if you have the price... Oh, but that goes without saying, Mr. Tobin. If you have the book, of course, I have the price. But tell me, how did you manage to procure the book? How, Mr. Caldwell? I'm not surprised that you ask. A lot of other people would like to know that, too. What's the matter with you, Blanky? I've got a murder case on my hands, and all you worry about is a stolen book. You're what's the matter with me, Faraday. Oh, I shouldn't waste my time trying to explain things to you. Huh? Don't you see, whoever stole that book also murdered Harold Benson. What makes you think so? I think so because Benson was an honest man. He knew who stole the book and threatened to go to the police unless the book was returned. He was shot and killed for his trouble. Uh, and you ought to be shot and killed for the trouble you caused me. All right, so your theory is okay. Whoever stole the book killed Benson. Who stole the book? Now, you're with me. First of all, let's figure out who didn't. Well, Mary Wesley didn't. Oh, that's generous of you, Inspector. No, Mary didn't. Miss, uh, Miss Calvin didn't. The library attendant? No, I think not. Miss Peterson didn't. No, she proved that, I think, when she decided to come back to town with Mary. Well, Benson didn't. He wasn't near the library. Besides, he's dead. Excellent deduction, Faraday. So who did steal the book? Nobody. Who's left? Angus, the attendant in the vault. Why, you get dumber every day. How could Angus have stolen the book? He was carried out of the vault unconscious. Besides, he was in the hospital when Benson was shot. Faraday, your logic is perfect. 
And so is your record for not getting anything done. Sure, I know Angus is an impossible suspect, but the possible suspects are either dead or innocent. So? So, if you won't bother to go see Angus at the hospital, I will. Go ahead. What can he tell us that's important? I don't know. I only hope nobody got to him first and made sure Angus wouldn't be able to talk. Now, back to Boston Blackie. The disappearance of a valuable book from the public library is noticed when the vault attendant is taken to a hospital. Vivian Peterson, employee of Harold Benson, rare book dealer, is in the book vault at the time the theft is discovered, but Benson is subsequently murdered, removing one of Blackie's suspects. The book is still missing, but unknown to Blackie and the police, it has fallen into the hands of a Mr. Tobin who plans to sell it. Blackie and Mary Wesley have gone to the hospital to visit the ailing guard. How are you feeling, Mr. Angus? A little weak, thank you, but better. Good. I'm Boston Blackie, Angus, and this is Miss Wesley. Uh, How do you do, Mr. Angus? How do you do? Do you know what happened at the vault just afternoon today? No, I don't. I, I hardly know what happened to me. All I remember is being in the vault one minute and then waking up in a Crawford ambulance in the next. In a Crawford ambulance? Yes. Hmm, strange. I should think you'd have been picked up by an ambulance from this hospital. Yeah, that's beside the point, I guess. Uh, what happened at the vault, Blackie? What? The one and only copy of the first edition of Radway's Faust was stolen. Stolen? Oh, no. Oh, yes. I understand you passed out after you came back from lunch. Yeah. Where did you eat? In the counter restaurant across the street from the library. Who'd you eat with? No one. I ate alone. Alone, huh? Knockout drops made you keel over in the rare books vault, but you ate alone. Hmm. Angus, who was in the vault when you passed out? Some girl. I don't know who she was. Why do you ask? I think she stole a book, Mr. Angus. That's why he asks. And I still think she killed her boss, Harold Benson, too. Blackie, won't you follow that hunch of mine? Gentlemen, even a rat brought you in the dark. Uh, miss? Yeah, mister, what do you have? Uh, nothing on your menu. Just a little information. Well, just a minute. I gotta wait on some paint. Sure. Blackie, what are we doing in this restaurant? Just following your hunch, Mary. Angus says he ate here alone. Maybe he's not telling the truth. Now, that's just what I've kept saying. Vivian Peterson was in the vault when Angus passed out. She was there when the book was found missing, and the fact that she worked for Harold Benson, a rare book dealer, is just too much to be coincidence. Right? Certainly doesn't sound wrong. Now, what's this information you want, mister? Make it quick. I'm busy. Do you know Angus, the attendant in the rare book vault of the library? Angus? Yes, sure, I know him. Good. Did he eat here this noon? This noon? No. No, he ain't been here in a week. He's been meeting some dame across the street and going down to some other restaurant. He met this, uh, dame this noon? Yeah. How do you know? Because I've seen her walk down the library steps today. And she's a looker. You couldn't miss her. Is she tall, good-looking, long black hair? That ain't wrong, mister. How'd you know? Because from the description you just gave me, I know she is Vivian Peterson. Yeah? Well, maybe that means something, but doesn't to me. I'll be seeing you. Blackie, Mr. Angus said he didn't know Miss Peterson, and this girl said that she saw them together. So she did, Mary, which proves your hunch. 
Angus is not only lying in a hospital bed, he's lying, period. Come on, Mary, let's get out of here. Mm, where are we going now? I think we'll pay a little visit to Vivian Peterson. Uh-oh. Where do you drop me? <laughs> oh, my gosh, Blackie, it's raining. I don't know why you say that. It's practically a cloudburst. Well, the restaurant is waterproof. Let's go back inside. Uh-uh. We're going to get a cab, I hope. And go see Miss Peterson? For business reasons, Mary. Mm. Vivian Peterson called a Crawford ambulance for Henry Angus... I think the private ambulance angle tells me how the book was taken out of the vault. Well, it doesn't tell me, so suppose you do. The book was carried out on top of the Crawford ambulance stretcher and under the unconscious form of Henry Angus. You mean after Miss Peterson gave Mr. Angus the knockout drops. Then she went into the vault with him, waited for him to pass out, slipped the book under him, and then she called the Crawford ambulance service and had them pick up Mr. Angus and the book at the same time. Right. Look, uh, you stay under this awning. I'll go down to the corner there and see if I can't get a cab. All right. Don't go away now. I won't. Hey, taxi. Taxi! Okay, okay, don't stop. Looking for something, bud? Uh, yeah, a cab, but uh, put away that gun. Not even that'll get you a cab in weather like this. I ain't looking for a cab. I'm looking for you. Getting this car here. Why, I sure will. With pleasure, with pleasure. Um, but I'm not going to get in with you. Hmm, nice car the fellow decided to lend me. Much better than a taxi. Hey, Mary! Mary! Coming, Blackie, coming! Did you get a cab? Private car, Mary, hop in. Blackie, where did you get this car? See that fellow lying back there on the sidewalk? Oh, oh my gosh, what happened to him? No, nothing, hop in. He tried to force me into his car here with the help of a gun, but I persuaded him to lie down and let me take the car by myself. Oh, good heavens. No, good riddance. I don't think he was inviting me to take a joyride with him. Uh, No, no, not with a gun in his hand. Well, are we still going to see Vivian Peterson? Yes. We know how good she looks. Let's find out how well she talks. She doesn't seem to be home, Blackie. No, Miss Peterson's probably going to be as tough to find from now on as that book. Now, let's try the door. Huh, it's open. Good. How soon will we hear from Inspector Faraday about who owns the car we, um, uh, borrowed? I don't know. I phoned him the license number half an hour ago. You should know by now. We'll call him from here. Boy, it's dark in here. There's a light switch. Oh, yeah. There. Give a... Give me a light switch, and with my college education, I can turn on almost every light in the place. Bright in here, isn't it? Yes, it's glaring. And look what I'm glaring at. Uh Uh-oh. It's Miss Peterson, and she looks slightly dead, Mary. Oh. I'd better call the police. There's the phone. Um, Blackie, I suppose you realize that I wasn't exactly right about Miss Peterson being guilty. I do now. You almost had me convinced, though. Well, then stop gloating, will you? Faraday speaking. Faraday, this is Blackie. Now what do you want? To tell you something very interesting. But first, I called you a little while ago to check on the license number of the car I picked up from a guy. You do it? Yeah, the car belongs to John Tobin. So what? So nothing. But I've got a little something for you, Faraday. What? You promise to leave town? No, it's something that won't please you quite as much as that. It's another body. Yeah, well, if you think you... Another what? 
body. B-O-D-Y, body. And when it was walking around, it was called Vivian Peterson. The Peterson girl, huh? Well, I'll be a... You probably are, Inspector. She's dead in her own apartment, and I don't think she'll go anywhere till you get here. If you hurry. Goodbye. Well, that's that. What are you doing, Mary? Still trying to pull a Boston Blackie and find a clue. Trying to show me up, huh? What'd you find? What did Inspector Faraday find out about the car you appropriated? Oh, a man named John Tobin owns it. Why? John Tobin, Blackie, he's mentioned in one of the letters here on Miss Peterson's desk. What? Let's see the letter. Here. Here it is. Hmm. Let me read it. It says, Since your present employer will not procure the book for me at any price, I have contacted John Tobin. The same offer goes if you want to work with Mr. Tobin. You will get 10% of my purchase price of the book. Signed, Joseph Caldwell. Hmm, that's a funny way to spell Joseph with an F. Sounds foreign. And I can sound foreign too, Mary. Blackie, what are you going to do? Find Mr. Tobin's phone number in the telephone book. Uh, Miss Wesley, I, Mr. Joseph Boston Blackie Caldwell, would like to make the appointment to see him. Hello. Hello. Mr. John Tobin? Yes. Joseph Caldwell speaking. Joseph Caldwell? Yes. I understand you have that book that I wanted. Are you ready to see me and uh, do business? Well, I'm ready to see you. Is good. When? You better come right over, I think. Yes. Come over right away. I will be there. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hmm. This is a complication. Yes, Mr. Tobin? Mr. Tobin, why do you take out from that drawer a gun? Oh, don't be alarmed. It's not for you, Mr. Caldwell. It's for the man who just called to say he was Mr. Joseph Caldwell. Yes, come in. Mr. Tobin? Yes. I'm Mr. Caldwell. I was on the telephone with you. Oh, yes. Come in, Mr. Caldwell. Thank you. We can get right down to business, Mr. Caldwell. Yes, I think so. We can... Uh, say, uh, who is this man? You don't know, Mr. Caldwell? Uh, he's Mr. Caldwell. Uh-oh. He was here when you phoned. Now, don't move whoever you are. This gun might not care who you are. I'm Boston Blackie, and don't worry. I won't move. I advise you not to, Blackie. I won't be as easy to handle as the man I sent to pick you up in my car. Oh, so you sent that man to pick me up, did you? Did you think I was getting too close to tracing that book to you? That's right. Complimentary gesture, I'd say. May I ask one favor? The dying man and the last request? What is it? May I see the book that caused all this trouble? I can do no harm now. It's in this drawer here. Yeah, you may look at it, but please be careful that I see what you're doing. Oh, I'll be so careful it'll hurt. So this is the right way, Faust. Rather heavy, isn't it? That isn't important. It is old and it is rare. That is important. Mr. Caldwell here is prepared to pay plenty for it. I must have the book. I must have it. Well, you'll get it according to Mr. Tobin's plans, but not according to mine. I think he'll get it right in his big fat face. But... Poor boy. Doesn't think straight, doesn't shoot straight. Oh. Now, don't you get gay, Caldwell. Just sit where you are. Well... A little learning can be a dangerous thing, they say. So can a big book. I threw that pretty accurately, don't you think? Well, I do not know. 
I do not know what this is about. No? It's about a book that was stolen. It's about an attendant who was knocked out. It's about a book dealer and his girl assistant who were murdered. And it's about the most complicated case I've ever worked on. So your theory was right, Blackie. Yes, Vivian Peterson stole the book from Mr. Tobin, all right, with the help of the ambulance men who were in on the plan. My theory about the murder of Harold Benson was right, too. Okay, sir, take a bow. (laughs) Now, let's see. Benson figured out who had the book and threatened to go to the police. So Tobin killed him and had a clear field to sell the book to Mr. Caldwell. And Tobin killed Miss Peterson, too, didn't he? Right. Why? Same old story, Mary. Miss Peterson didn't bargain for murder when she agreed to steal the book. When Benson was killed, first she tried to run away, then she threatened to go to the police. Our friend Angus wasn't in on the deal. All he did was fall in love with Vivian Peterson and lie to us about not eating with her. Well, as long as the police have recovered the book, I don't think they'll be too rough on him, do you? Even though he may not get back his library job. Mm, Maybe not. You know, Mary, I'm satisfied with everything about this case except one thing. What's that? Something you wanted to do and didn't? Yes. I wanted to tiptoe up in back of that librarian, Miss Calvin, and whisper in her ear... Quiet, please. People are reading. That concludes today's episode. We'd like to thank you and remind you to donate at choiceclassicradio.com. Remember, your donations make episodes like this possible.